0: You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stallbaum. Hey, everybody.
1: Welcome to Morning Breath. <laughs> we are so glad you joined us here on this beautiful Thursday, March 11th. It's a great day to be alive, great day to be in the Word of God, getting in there. That's what we do on Morning Breath. We read a chapter, spend some time in the Word, and then we come down to the studios here at the Maradona Campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we take just take wherever God leads us in it. That's why it's called Morning Breath. We don't plan a message. We don't pre-plan what we're going to do. We just plan on getting into the Word and trusting God by His Spirit just to speak to us through the Word. And I need that. Do you need that, Pastor David? Absolutely. Pastor David's my co-host today. That's why I Mm -hmm. say we, we, we. Come on. Not because I'm French. Some of you I know think that's the case, but (laughs) I'm not. Um, We... uh, We just like to do this together because something powerful about getting into the word with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Something they say or see sparks something in you and it's powerful. That's why we'd love for you to read your Bible, read the chapter, get in there ahead of time, read your chapter. And then when we read it, we're doing it together with you, not only with one another. And Pastor David's going to tell you how. We want
2: you to jump in. A great way to jump in is get our app. For anything East Coast Christian Center, get our app. Go app? to where you get your mobile apps and download it. Put in East Coast Christian Center, and that should hook you up. Go to our website as well. That's ECCC.us. Now, these two resources are, are a lot, and you'll be able to find Morning Breath on them. You'll be able to find any events we're doing, any small groups that we have. You'll also be able to watch the weekend worship experience and be able to each day really have something new and kind of different for your walk with Jesus. So those are such good resources for you. Also, please follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We're constantly putting out uplifting and encouraging content, scriptures, quotes from the um, service, a lot of things to keep you just focused on Jesus yeah, and the forward. Yeah, we yeah, want you so, encourage. So, those are some great resources for you. And if you're not able to do that for whatever reason, call church 321 452 1060 and we'll help get you take, we'll help meet you where you're at.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, we don't have a ton of announcements right now, but we do want to invite you to church. If you haven't been at a, a, a live service in a while, we would love to have you back. You know, and I'm just going to say it because, you know, I'm a, I'm a pastor and I care about people. People are better when they when they go to church. People yeah. are stronger when they go to church. People are more encouraged when they go to church. And it's easy. It's been easy in this season, the last year, of maybe getting out of the habit of getting drawn into something else instead of. And if you're making the choice because you need to, uh, we get it. If you're making the choice because you have a parent living at home with you and you're caring for your family that way, or whatever your circumstance, medically, uh, physically, that, that's important to you even— Even, uh, you know, what you believe is keeping you uh, at home. We're okay with that. We want you to make good decisions based on what you believe God is speaking to you in your heart. But that will never overrule the the assembly together uh, as believers. We're called to join together. We're called to be a family. We're called to work together, serve one another, love one another, and make a difference in the world we're in. So I want to invite you back. Come on back to a live service get involved as soon as you can come on. and I just challenge you right now to sit down with Jesus and ask, are you better? Are you doing better? Are things in your life better without church in your life? And if, if that's the case well I've, got, I've I can't say anything else to you yeah. but if they're not, come on back. get in get in church somewhere and get in fellowship somewhere somehow. So that, that part of your life is not void anymore. Come on. Come on. Say Absolutely. amen. Say amen. 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 Think Lane will say amen. Say amen, Lane. Amen. Okay. All no, right. He's got no money. We want
2: you to jump back into church, too, because we also have something really powerful coming up, and Ooh. we want all hands on deck for Come this. Come on. This is th- for us, this is a big deal. And it is serve day, and it's where we go out into the community, and we're the hands and the feet to so many organizations that or being a light inside of our community. And we're really teaping, teaming up with uh, Brevard County Parks and Rec and also Keep Brevard Beautiful and some other organizations. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna go out and we're gonna clean up some of our local parks and areas where people go outside. Due to the pandemic, there has been a massive increase in these parks areas for us, which means more people, more litter, more dirt, and it's become a lot of, of, of work for them. So we've reached out and we wanna be able to head out there so just help keep our neighborhoods, our parks, keep our guests, Brevard
1: beautiful. Keep Brevard beautiful. That's Let's a, make it. You know what? I think I sh- should. I patent that slogan. You should
2: make a shirt out of it. That's cool. So, and it's going to be great. We have some other projects as well, but we want to let you know that we got some beach cleanup, <clears throat> some park cleanup. So, if you are still COVID conscious, and that is something that's on your heart, that you could still go out to this and be yeah, totally be safe. It's going to be outdoors, sure. and we can show our community that we are in that the church is alive and well and active and serving and being the hands and feet of Jesus. So will
1: they get a shirt if they do that? They will get a red shirt.
2: It's nice. going to be March 13th. I give you the why, oh, now okay. let me give you the yeah. how. I totally forgot. Is that a Saturday? It is a Saturday. Okay. We usually gauge it from about 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., but check whenever, go to the website and the events page. You'll be able to see the sign actual time. That? Yep, sign up yeah. there. You'll see the details of all the projects. Cool. You can pick the one you want to be a part of. Nice. We usually gauge for about two to three hours per project. We're Usually not any more than that. Personally, and now just even more shifting off the announcement side of this, I I have been pastoring this for three or four years now, as long as we've had it. And it At for least me, three yeah, or four years. For sure. For I me, think you're older than you think. Oh, man, don't remind <laughs> me. Um, I'm 40, but I'm still turning 26. I I want to encourage you dads and moms, take your kids out to this as well. Find one that can fit because it's really important to show the next generation that this is what we do as the body of Christ. So cool. And I've been able to take uh, my kids to each one of these projects. Did it make the day easier? Absolutely (laughs) not. But now my kids will ask, hey, when are we going to do another one of those cleanups where we all put on red shirts?
1: Can I tell you a quick story? Yeah, absolutely. So I was building a doghouse with uh, Matt when he was really little. And, uh, (laughs) you know, it was a fiasco. And he's putting nails in crooked and, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. And the neighbors said, uh, a really tough way to build a doghouse there and laughed. I said, yeah, but a great way to build a son. Come on. And, uh, you know, that's that's what it's all about. Come on. You know, raise, raise them up in the way they should go, and they shall not depart from it when they're old. Amen. It's powerful. Amen. Sorry. I, had no, to just, I digressed it. into something amazing. Anyway, amazing. so let's get into it. Let's do it. We're Proverbs 24. We're both going to read New King James. Um, no, I'm doing, what are you I'm I'm doing uh, NLT. NLT. On oh, good, because I want
2: to hear you read verse 22 from the NLT. Yeah, there was a couple of verses. Cause there's some famous verses in the Proverbs it 24.
1: definitely so. is. But there was. I had a couple of questions on 22, and I read it in like 17 translations. Seriously. Yeah. Trying to figure out what it was actually trying to say, and I think I finally, finally figured it out. I don't know if I'm just slow or what, but... Uh, I'm going to read, what do we got here? How many Thirty-four. Verses? 34, so I'll read 17.
2: All right. And then, Pastor Dan,
1: I say to you, read, sir. Do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them. For their heart devises violence, and their lips talk of troublemaking. Through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel you will wage your own war. In a multitude of counselors there is safety. Wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. He who plots to do evil will be called a schemer. The devising of foolishness is sin. And the scoffer is an abomination to men. If you fate in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Deliver those who are drawn towards death, and hold back those stumbling to slaughter. If you say, Surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? My son, eat honey because it is good, and the honeycomb which is sweet to your taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul, if you have found it. There is a prospect, and your hope will not be cut off. Do not lie in wait a wicked man against the dwelling of right dwelling of the righteous. Do not plunder his resting place for a righteous man shall fall seven times and rise again but the, the wicked shall fall by calamity. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles. For the Lord
2: will be displeased with you and will turn his <coughs> anger away from them. Don't fret because of evildoers. Don't envy the wicked, for people have no future. For evil people have no future. The light of the wicked will be snuffed out. My child, fear the Lord and the King. Don't associate with rebels, for disaster will hit them suddenly. Who knows what punishment will come from the Lord and King? Here are some further sayings of the wise. It is wrong to show favoritism when passing judgment. A judge who says to the wicked, You are innocent will be cursed by many people and denounced by the nations. But it will go well for those who are who convict the guilty. Rich blessings will be showered on them. <clears throat> An honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. Do your planning and prepare your fields before building your house. Don't testify against your neighbors without cause. Don't lie about them. And don't say, now I can pay them back for what they've done to me. I'll get even with them. I walked by the field of a lazy person, the vineyard of one with no common sense. I saw that it was overgrown with, with nettles. It was covered with weeds, and its in in walls were broken down. Then, as I looked and thought about it, I learned this lesson. A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Amen. Amen.
1: Yeah, verse, verse 22, and I, I don't want to spend too much time on that. In fact, let me say this real quick. Um, back in chapter 22, there's a section there, beginning of verse 17, that, that has a heading says, saying of the wise. And uh, some, some people believe that it actually says 30 sayings of the wise. And that for the next sections of the Bible, there are 30 different statements on wisdom and it's interesting that that ends in chapter 24 at verse 22 and then it says at verse 23, further sayings of the wise. So that's why they kind of say, okay, here's 30 and then further. And so in chapter 24, we have numbers 20 through 30. Let me see. Yeah, number we have 10, the last 10 sayings of the wise. And that's just a little, I don't know, mm. kind of overview, thinking about Proverbs that way. Mm. But verse verse. 21 and 22, uh, read it in your translation again. 21 and 22 says
2: this My child, fear the Lord and the King. Don't associate with rebels, for disaster will hit them suddenly. Who knows what punishment will come from the Lord and King?
1: Yeah. So yours just actually is that New Living Translation? Yep, and yeah. I was, yes. yeah, and that was almost the last one I looked at to see what people thought. Um, so it says, And who knows the ruin those two can bring, most translations say, not the King. And uh what was the other one? The Lord and the King. So it it, it yep, yeah. So yours king. says the Lord and the King. Most translations just say, and who knows the ruin those two can bring. And I kind of wrestled with, are those two the Lord and the King that are creating ruin? And I I struggle with that a little bit. I'm not entirely sure that's the best way to translate that. Now it could be. Because if you get on the wrong side of the Lord and the king, it'll ruin you. Mm. And so I get what they're saying, and it's probably just take take it at face value and move on. But the more I thought about it, it's saying, there's a lot saying here about, you know, don't hang out with the wicked, stay away from evildoers, the evil man, the lamp will be put out. Don't associate with those mindsets given to change in verse 21. What's the New Living say? My son, fear the Lord and the king. Do not associate those given to change. And yours says with rebels. With rebels. Right. And, you know, a few of them said rebels, but most of them had something to do with change. And so I wondered, is that evildoers and the rebellious? If you hang out with them, evildoers and and people who flip-flop, given Mm -hmm. to sudden change, that word change there has a connotation of, like, they change all the time. You know, like... Well, if they say it's all right, then I'm all right with it. Right. And they don't have a standard in their life. We live in a time where standards are being moved. Yes. They're just being moved all the time. And they're being moved to where it's convenient. They're being moved because people are afraid of what the the masses are saying. And so we'll move that standard back. And I'm I'm just going to be blunt here. For a few minutes. For example, the standard of marriage. The Bible teaches us that marriage is between one man and one woman for life. And But the standard's been moved to now... You get married to your uncle, your brother, your... You know, if you're you know two guys, two women, two people who one was a guy and now is a, man, a woman, and one is a, was a woman and now is a man... All of that stuff, that standard's just been pulled way back. Yep. You know, So the standard of marriage, woo, it, it's stuck in the ground way over here. The standard of what's right and what's mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, the Bible says, woe unto those who call good evil and evil good. Mm-hmm. Yes. The standards have been put way back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a little bit about what this is talking about. Don't be associated with those whose standards are quickly moved. The standard of the Word of God, that the Word is true well, you know, does it mean that exactly? You know, maybe we can bend that a little bit. I just think we live in a world where it's very dangerous to take standards because this nation was founded on Judeo-Christian values. Mm -hmm. Let me say it another way. Judeo-Christian standards. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about we don't like you if you don't keep the standards. We're not saying we don't love you if you don't keep the standards. I'm saying I fear for you. I fear for me when I don't keep the standards. Because the standards aren't there to to ruin you or hold you or keep you in bondage. The standards are there to keep you safe. The standards there so that children are brought up in families and and people are strong. Um, it's, they're not there to hurt people. It's just like the guardrails on the side of the road. You know, if you run into one, it hurts. Yeah. But they're, they're meant to keep you from running past the guardrail and into off the incline and down in the forest where you'll die. Yep. And yeah, it hurts to hit the guardrail, mm-hmm. but it keeps you from killing yourself. Mm-hmm. And so those things are in place not because, oh, God's strict and he wants to keep you in corral or anything like that. Mm-hmm. The standards that God has... Uh, Whether that's gender standards or that's marriage standards or that's financial standards or that's, you know, being kind and generous with the poor or in some cases in this chapter, protecting the innocent that are being taken unto death. So I'll bring up another one, abortion.
2: Well, so rescuers who are unjustly sentenced to die, save them to stagger, save them as they stagger to their death. Don't excuse yourself by saying, look at what we didn't know, for God understands all the hearts and he sees you. And I, I was feeling exactly the same way when I came across that. You know, here's what's happening is, is that um, the accuser, I'm even going to say it as this far, as Satan himself has built a spirit of fear around America that you are bad if you offend somebody. Abortion is murder. If that offends you, abortion is murder. I'm sorry, that's the truth, though. Guess what? There are two sexes, male and female. If me saying that offends you, I am sorry. But as I read my New Testament, Jesus said the truth and offended a lot of people. And I am not saying anything against somebody. I am saying the standard of what I believe in my Bible. We have got to quit being so afraid of offending people because there are people dying right now. There are seven-year-olds that are trying to have a their their identity put on them sexually. I have four children, all under the age of eight. And if you tried to teach them anything sexually, I would pop you in the mouth because they are too young. And as Christians, we need to get our tail out from between our legs and stand on the word of God and say, this is what we believe.
1: So let me ask you a question, Pastor David, your oldest is little David. Eight. Yes. Yeah. He's eight years old. So let's say, would you allow little David, and he's a great little guy, and and probably smarter than us in some ways <laughs> would make fault. better choices yeah. than us in some ways. But would you let him decide that to move to Alaska? No. Okay. Would you let him decide to buy a car? No. Would you let him decide? Let's let's roll it way back. Go spend the night at his friend's house for four nights. Nope. Yeah. So we're we're saying wait a minute. It's an eight year old. Of course you wouldn't. But you would let them decide their gender. Nope. Uh, no, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 with you. Yeah. But that's what people are doing. Oh no, if they feel that way, look, sexual confusion or sexual, you know, misunderstanding in a in a young person's mind is actually somewhat normal mm-hmm. and it's part of the parent's job to help them just like any other thing that a child can get confused on mm-hmm. is to help them navigate that confusion, yep. to help them understand who they are and wh- what they're called to do and be in life. And to then take that away from a parent and give that to a child is, I'm going to use a strong word, asinine. It is, it is, it is, it is literally crazy talk. And so, yeah. I, and, and this is the other thing. When David says, if that offends you, I'm sorry. We're not saying these things to offend you. We're saying these things because these are standards that will save you and right. your children. These are standards that are so valuable and so powerful. They will protect your life. Yep. And we, we're concerned about your life. Well, you can't legislate what, uh, about me. No, well, you know, you're right. But I still can stand up for what I know to be right. Yep. And unap- unapologetically... Because I'm not saying sorry if I offended yep. you, because you're offended. That's in you. That's not in me. And I'm, I'm that's your choice. And I'm not picking on you, David. But unapologetically, these standards are to be preached. And David's saying it because he cares for right. you. He's doing I'm sorry because he cares for you to comfort you, not because like oh, really? Sorry to say that.
2: Nope.
1: No, it's because hey, we don't want you right. offended. But the truth is. The truth. Yep, it doesn't
2: change. Yeah, I know the. I know another truth, and that all Christians will face is that we will stand on the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. The Burma seat is talked about in Corinthians and in Bima. Romans. Bema Bema seat. Burma. <laughs> That's Burma, in India. Right? The Burma <laughs>
1: seat's in India. Either
2: way. Last time I like checked, it said here, like it says here in this, it says we're going to cry out, and say, but we didn't know, and Jesus uh-huh. is going to say. Yes, you did, yeah. but you didn't want to offend your coworkers, and you didn't want to offend your family members, yeah. and you didn't want to do all this stuff, and and all. and I know right now some people's stomachs are twisting oh, as yeah. we're talking it's about hard. this. But you know hard what? Hard stuff. We need to. We have the King of Kings he is our he is the are uh, the Messiah is with us what are we afraid of we read these stories of all these great men and women in scripture but when it comes to real life we cower away why we have the inward dwelling of the holy spirit why do we who is Pro, proverbs solomon is talking to us and giving us Get wisdom it. come on so we can have leadership to bring thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and i would rather stand on that seat of judge that place of judgment and Jesus said, man, you gave it everything you had. Yeah, Man, well done.
1: And, and you know what? The truth is, both David and I uh, at, at the beam of Seat of Christ, we, we won't have gotten everything right. Amen. We might have misunderstood a few things. But here's, here's a couple things I, I just want to say. For one, let's say, for example, let's take it right back down to the basic, me believing in Christ, that if, if, if you do not bow your knee to Jesus now, you will bow your knee to Jesus at the judgment seat, and it will be utter destruction. So let's just say right now that we live our lives, me and someone else, and I live my life believing in Jesus, and I get to the end of my life, and I was wrong. What did it cost me? Nothing. Because I still live my life, had a great, great life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But if we get there and you're wrong, Oof. what's it cost you? And I just want to say, hey, this is... Th- If this was like just about some law or rule or thing in this world, we wouldn't be standing up for it like we are. But this is about eternity. Come on. This is about where you're going to spend your eternity. And we are so, so consumed with the fact that Jesus loves you and he wants to spend eternity with you.
0: You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Need a Fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. If I
1: lean in, I bump into my microphone. How about you? I'm laughing still. Okay, go
0: ahead and do verse 26. It's a short...
1: Succinct, cool little verse.
2: An honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. I want to encourage you guys today. Man, we just said some heavy stuff, but you know what? I would rather have a friend that's honest with me, yeah, come and on. that is going to shoot me straight, come on, and is going to use the word of God. to Those do that. are the
1: friends that changed my life. Amen. Yep. Those are the friends, and I had a lot of friends that told me what I wanted to hear. Yep. But the people that mm. that shot it straight, those are the people who saved my life. I'm yep. I'm tearing up, and I don't do that very often. Those are the people that were willing to lose me as a friend mm-hmm. to gain me as a brother. Yep. And they just laid it out there. I, I have a little note next to this verse. Mine reads this way. Hugh gives a right answer, kisses the lips. And I thought, well, you know, Hugh gives a right answer, and I just wrote down, it is sweet. Come on. A right answer is like, you know, and when I kiss my sweetheart, it's fun. It's nice. You know, there's there's a connection there. And when you get the right answer, something clicks on the yeah. inside. There's a connection between truth and your heart. And we just want to challenge you, if you're out there and you've heard some things that maybe are upsetting or or you're not so sure about, dig in. What's your heart telling you right now? Come on. What's really connecting with your heart when it comes to truth? Because all we have, in our attention is something sweet. God bless you, Pastor God David. You, Pastor See you guys out there.